Well, Eli Drinkwitz, rarely the shrinking violet, had some interesting comments on the Paul Feinbaum show yesterday. Plus, the Missouri women take a tough loss to Ole Miss. And John Rothstein actually has an idea that will improve the NCAA tournament. Yeah, let's check it out. All this and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. Thanks for making this your first listen, and thanks for telling a friend we are free and available on all platforms. And, well, speaking of things that are free, my takes right into your ear holes. And, well, Eli Drinkwitz had some interesting takes on the Paul Feinbaum show yesterday on the SEC Network. And you know what? If I didn't know any better, I'd swear Eli was listening to Locked on Mizzou because when he was asked by Paul about the name, image, and likeness, the new world of that, well, he actually ended up repeating something that I've said on this here program. And you know what? Without further ado, let's get into, into what Eli, his feelings are about name, image, and likeness. I, honestly, Paul, I don't know. I haven't spent enough time sitting there thinking about it. Uh, I, I don't necessarily like that everybody on your roster is a free agent at the end of the year. Um, and I think, you know, anytime you have 85 players on your team that were probably the best players on their high school team, there's going to be some growing pains. There's going to be some developmental pains. And if players uh, stick to it, they can develop into great players. I mean, look for us, Tyler Beatty last year, um, waited his turn to to play as a senior, didn't transfer, didn't go to the portal. Turns out sets of single season rushing records, having a hell of a, a senior bowl down there this week and is going to be a player that put himself in a position to play at the next level for a long time. And, and that's just a tribute to him uh, in sticking to it and growing where he was planted. Yeah, I've thought I've thought for a while that Tyler Beatty really is the perfect example of a guy who stuck around for four years, and what wouldn't you know it? That fourth year, he has a magical senior season, seventeen hundred yards on the ground, whatever it might be. And like Eli said, he's really showing his ability at the Senior Bowl too. I honestly think that guy's draft class is is just going to keep going up as people get a closer look at him not only as a player but just the kind of the type of guy that he is too i, I really am going to miss tyler Beatty a lot one of my favorite players in recent memory that's for darn sure but you know what time marches on of course here with missouri football and you got to recruit the next class of young men and of course well Eli's been doing a pretty darn good of that pretty darn good job of that I should say hasn't he so when asked about that recruiting class Paul was wondering hey was this just a confluence of events or have you actually been doing something different this season to get this level of a recruiting class no I I think we focused number one on recruiting our best players in the state where you have uh, built-in advantages you know I, I think in the past we maybe didn't do as good a job of keeping the Ezekiel Elliott's and the Kyron Williams and the Jamison Williams in state. Those guys are players that played here in St. Louis or in uh, Kansas City, uh, and those guys went and played elsewhere. We have to keep the best players home, and we were able to do that with Luther Burden and Isaac Thompson and Armand Mimbo and, and Max Weiser and Marquise Graciel and Jalen Marshall. 
know, these guys are tremendous football players that have an opportunity to come home and play for their state uh, institution. We've got 10 Fortune 500 companies that they can increase their brand value uh, now in college football. And, and so I think just selling that that opportunity and doing it here in this home state is, is our built-in advantage. We have to play to that advantage. Well, obviously, you've probably heard some rumors about what Luther Burden may or may not be getting, for instance, from maybe some of those Fortune 500 companies in Missouri. But regardless, as, as Eli has said again here, you didn't hear it in that bite, but hey, it's either adapt or get run over, essentially. And Missouri is obviously adapting, and I'm okay with that for sure. But again, I definitely do agree with Eli that it's just tough when your entire roster is free agents, basically. I really don't mind that kids like Luther Burden or, again, as he said in there, Marquise Gracial, I'll, pr- I'll correct my pronunciation from here on out, also Max Wisner as well. I'm glad we got some, we're locking down these pronunciations as a podcaster, I'm always happy with that. But again, I couldn't care less. I really don't how much money these guys make. That isn't what bothers me. The free agents after every single year, that thing one way or the other, like Eli, I don't have the perfect solution here right off the top of my head, but that's to me the concerning part. That's where as a fan you start to be you start to become disconnected from the team and the product that you're supposed to love. And to me that's a big problem. And by the way, I, I do have more Eli Drinkwitz sound bites to get to coming up, but I do just really quickly want to talk about it. We'll stick with this topic here just for a second. Did you happen to see that Georgia's leading wide receiver last season, statistically, Jermaine Burton, is actually going to transfer to Alabama, of all places, for this coming season? Now, to me, this is, again, this is where the transfer portal goes a little bit awry. And just as a fan, again, a fanatic of this, this doesn't mean this has to be a logical take, but my emotions are just getting a little bit hurt here. My feelings are getting a little bit hurt as a diehard college fan when just over and over again, you not only see guys transferring within their own conference with no no actual consequences, it doesn't seem, but my goodness, you're the leading receiver on what was the national champions. Do you not want to come back for another year and try to win it again? Oh no, you want to go to the team you just beat for the championship and who also beat you for the SEC championship and you're going to go play for them now? I mean, at least Xavier Pinson didn't transfer to Kansas. I'll give him that. That's basically the big upside there for X. And coming up, I do have more of those Eli sound bites, including Paul trying to get Eli to weigh in on Jimbo Fisher's very fiery comments from yesterday. But first, I got to tell you about Bet Online, the official wagering sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network. And you know what? These guys are pretty smart. I got to give them that. I was actually looking for the Super Bowl line that has the Rams favored by four and a half right now. That seems a little high, if I'm being honest. But if you look at the Pro Bowl, now here's where they're smart. You see, I used to like to always bet on the underdog at the Pro Bowl because I'm sure you're thinking, oh, you're insane. You have no edge on the Pro Bowl. Well, guess what? Neither does anybody. If they're going to give you any underdog odds, well, you'll take them. Well, despite the fact the NFC is a one-and-a-half-point underdog, on the money line, eh, they're even money. They're not giving you any action there. So, well done 
bet online. That's exactly where you should be setting those lines. So these guys are really smart, but regardless, they've got you covered everywhere, including football, of course, basketball, baseball, if we actually have a season, but everything else as well. Bet online again. Don't take it. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Just go online to the app store or their new website. It's betonline.net where the game starts. And by Get Upside, which is the app on your smart on your smartphone that truly is pure upside, right? Because sometimes Let's be honest, social media has a lot of downside, for instance. But at Get Upside, all you're getting is just money back in your pocket every time you go to the pump. Well, here's what you got to do use the promo code COLLEGE for your first fill up, and you'll get 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up cash back. That's per gallon. So don't pay full price at the pump anymore quit being a sucker and get cash back using get upside and here's the best part you can cash out anytime on your bank account paypal or an e-gift card from amazon or other brands just download the free get upside app and use that promo code college for 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank that's promo code college well if you missed Texas A&M coach Jimbo Fisher going off on quite the rant yesterday afternoon. Well, definitely go out of your way to look that up on YouTube or wherever you can possibly find it because he was not messing around. A rare, extremely honest moment from a college football coach. Apparently it was Lane Kiffin who mostly got Jimbo's goat. This whole idea that, oh, Texas A&M has a I guess what some people have dubbed a slush fund for name, image, and likeness, and this is why they've gotten so many great recruits. Well, frankly, I don't blame Jimbo for for bristling a little bit at that, considering the level that Texas A&M has recruited at even before NIL, but well... Eli Drinkwitz, no stranger to controversy. Frankly, I was when I initially saw Jimbo's comments, I thought, wait, is he is he possibly throwing shade at Drinkwitz here? Did I miss something here? But no, Drinkwitz has been pretty quiet lately. But Paul Feinbaum couldn't help ask Eli about, hey, what do you think is going to happen the next time you all get together at SEC Media Day or get all the coaches together in the same room? Could there be some fireworks in this scenario? Well, here's what Eli had to say. It'll be, I mean, I've only sat in one of them before where we're all in there together, and it's pretty respectful. Uh, no, nobody really says the same things that they'll say on Twitter or in an interview. Um, so I don't anticipate too much fireworks. I, I think we all understand uh, Coach Kiffin does a tremendous job on social media and stirring things up, but he is the portal king. So, you know. Well, you're, you're not exactly uh... – a shrinking violet on social media either. I mean, you, you've got your own reputation. I'm not trying to, to take anything away from Lane, but... Uh, yeah, no doubt. That's why I don't throw stones in a glass house. <laughs> what, what, what? I mean, I'm a... <laughs> hey, all I'm going to say, Paul, is the only, the only goal I have for today is not to create a national story by saying something stupid on your show, okay? So I'm just I'm trying to stay in on that one. Well, it's got to be really disappointing for Paul and all of us in the media, honestly. But it sounds like Eli might have gotten a bit of wisdom after 
he had quite the performance at SEC Media Days this past season. It sounds like old man Drinkwitz may have had a little piece of advice. Hey, Paul, here, here's what my dad told me, okay? You need to win more games. <laughs> then you can talk. So focus more on winning. And, and you know what? He's got a lot of truth to that. So uh, I need to, we, we, need to, we need to win more football games. Steve Spurrier won football games, and then he can say whatever he wants. Eli Drinkwitz ain't won enough yet. So, again, the emphasis here is on winning. Let's not think Eli Drinkwitz has completely changed. Well, hey, you know, look, we got some some players here in this recruiting class. We got to do a better job coaching. And if we can win, then we'll throw out some shots again. But until then, I probably just got to focus on trying to win. Hey, we're never too old to get some advice from our parents, right? And my advice to Eli is really, yeah, probably to stick with what your dad said, but also don't stifle that personality because that's definitely something that's brought him to the dance without question. And I think we saw him, you know, high-fiving Conzo Martin and the players and everybody coming off the court during the last basketball game, hyping everybody up for the Mizzou women coming up their afternoon tilt with Ole Miss yesterday. So I like the cheerleader aspect, but yeah, maybe keep it a little more in-house and a few less barbs despite the entertainment factor for podcasters like myself will maybe be down a little bit, I have to admit. But you know what? Speaking of those those Tiger women, let's talk about their loss yesterday against the Ole Miss Rebels. And speaking of advice, well, I got a piece of advice for all of you. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. And if you're still trying to get in shape for the coming pool season like myself, well, you're trying to eat a little bit healthier. I would include Built Bar in that plan because occasionally you're going to want to reach for something chocolate. I know I do. But you don't want to feel bad when you do it. You don't want your body to feel bad. Well, guess what? Built Bars, despite the fact that they're quite yummy and covered in 100% real chocolate, they're low in calories, low in sugar, low in carbs, but still high in protein, so they'll satisfy your cravings and your hunger as well while leaving you ready and full of energy for that workout to take on your day, whatever it might be. And especially if you're on the go, what a great option for just a quick snack. So you know what? Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. By the way, I missed this earlier, but it is Super Week brought to you by GetUpside, and there's no better place to get coverage of the big game than the Locked On NFL podcast. Locked On Bengals and Locked On Rams are in L.A. all week covering the big game for you wherever you get your podcasts. So, unfortunately, the Missouri women took a a pretty decisive loss yesterday in Mizzou Arena. A big one, too, because that dropped Missouri to 5-5. And, and, well, obviously, SEC basketball, not exactly an easy place to be for the ladies. And, unfortunately, again, coming up, they've got Tennessee on Thursday night in Knoxville, 5-30 on the SEC Network. They should still be in pretty good shape for the tournament, but you don't want to go on a losing streak here, that's for sure, and get on the wrong side of the bubble. Now, statistically, Missouri was 0 of 7 from the three-point line. First time they haven't hit a three under pinch. First time ever they haven't done it under pinched, and in fact, but the first time it hasn't happened 
with the program since November of 2008. So 14 years almost since Missouri hasn't hit a three in a game. Not only, obviously, to the make standout, but just the low amount of attempts. Only three three shot by Missouri in that game. And to me, you just got to give Ole Miss's d- defense. From the way I watch the game, I- I'm giving the Rebels the, the lion's share of the credit there. I just thought they were the bigger, more athletic, and frankly, more aggressive team. I, I think... I think they deserve a lot of credit. Just a nice win for the Rebels that definitely solidifies their position in the NCAA tournament. Missouri, obviously, you know, I think one thing they could really use, especially sometimes they can just be a little bit out outlinked, out-athletic, if you will. That's not actually a word, but just the other team is – a little bit more agile and, and long than they are, and it just bothers what they do offensively. I think those seven threes were indicative of that, just that low of an attempt. And certainly, I know one of the attempts was a late shot clock, you know, step back by Lauren Hansen. Listen, we love a good Lauren Hansen step back here on Locked on Mizzou, but she had to shoot that one about five feet behind the three-point line, and that's just not, that, that's a little out of her range. And just, you know, to my point, Ole Miss was just playing excellent, excellent defense and forcing Missouri into a lot of shot attempts. Frankly, I think the Tigers could really use a very much like the men's team, by the way. I think Missouri could really use a beat-you-off-the-dribble type point guard because I think Mama is is more of a distributor, quite frankly. I don't think she's that aggressive with her handle, attacking the middle of the floor and just trying to beat that first wave of the defense and get you into your stuff, quite honestly. I think that's something that both the men's and the women's team has really missed this season. But, you know what, speaking of men's basketball, let's transition to there for a second. Not specifically about the Tigers, but I thought John Rothstein of CBS had a really interesting idea about the NCAA tournament, and his suggestion is that the the Tuesday and Wednesday games, so what's become known as the first four, we used to call it the play-in games, right? But he thinks that those games should feature the final eight at-large teams and allow the the mid-majors who have who have an automatic qualifier, whether it's the Ivy League with by winning their league or most everybody else by winning your tournament, well, you get an automatic qualifier into the round of sixty-four, and you know what? As soon as I heard that idea, I gave it two thumbs up because I think you should reward the teams that actually win their conference, win that conference tournament, get the one bid from your league regardless of how you get it. And those those at-large teams, actually, more often than not, they're high major teams, right? Or they're just really good mid-major teams that may have happened to win their league in the regular season but lose the conference tournament. So, in fact, those Tuesday and Wednesday games, I think the quality of play, the matchups get a lot more interesting too. So instead of having a couple matchups between, you know, 16 seeds for instance, which we've seen at times, I think this makes a lot more sense. I think this is a brilliant idea and I endorse it wholeheartedly. And finally, if you'll indulge me just a quick non-Mizzou related but eh, tangentially sports related 
thoughts here. I actually took in the WWE Royal Rumble this past Saturday with a with a couple friends, and you know, just some quick thoughts there. First of all, the first time I've been to the Dome at America's Center it used to be the TWA Dome back in the day. First time I've been in that building since Missouri played Illinois in football. Gosh. Probably in 2003, I think. So nearly 20 years it's been since I've been in that building. Obviously, Missouri has has played Illinois since then in those in those games, but I wasn't. I was only at the first couple the that Brad Smith started. But regardless, just amazing to be in that place and see what had to be 45,000 people. I mean, the way they set it up. Of course, they didn't take up the entire dome, but all the seats that were set up. I, I didn't see an empty one in the entire house. So again, by the way, St. Louis wrestling crowds are amazing. And I and I include myself among that, even though I'm not really from St. Louis. That's kind of my home base where I will go see major wrestling events. And by the way, something that's really interesting about those WWE crowds, really a really diverse crowd and just in every way possible, not just you know, men, women, different ages, different, you know, colors and all kinds of everything. In fact, hey, I was the one white guy. I was the token white guy in my group. A couple of my black friends and I went to went to that event together. And speaking of the diversity of that group, well, two of us were Mizzou fans and one of us a KU fan. Yes, we all get along anyway. In fact, we all have a great time together. But it's really just impressive what WWE does, despite the fact that I barely pay attention to the week-to-week product anymore, but I was still excited for the Royal Rumble. I mean, it's it's really is. It's like the big game. I guess I can say Super Bowl, right? We're not in an advertising moment, but just an incredible event that even when it's kind of disappointing, it's still great. It's like it's still the Super Bowl. It's still the Royal Rumble. Just an, a, an amazing gimmick that truly sells itself, and you know, again, back to the diversity of the crowd, something I didn't even think about. You know, I expect to see, okay, you see the kids, you see guys my age who are maybe somewhat lapsed fans from the Attitude Era of the mid-90s or mid-late 90s, something like that. I didn't expect to see the parents. I forgot about that demographic, and I forgot about my buddy Jake and his wife Layla took their two kids and their nephew to the show and had a good time, and it never even occurred to me that somebody like Layla, a lady in her 30s, would be part of that demographic, the mom demographic. I was like, oh yeah, I guess moms go to these shows too, right, when they take their kids, and well, the mom demographic was really, really excited to see Brie Bella, for instance, Ronda Rousey and all that stuff. So WWE's really done a nice job of, of making it a, a very family family friendly event, a very diverse, excited crowd. And you know, it's just fun to see a whole bunch of different people, you know, regardless of, of background and and even KU fans. Shout out Jadon, you're an awesome guy for real. But anyway, with all that being said, I've, I've talked enough about the Royal Rumble on this show. Thanks for indulging me here at the end of the program, but I just wanted to give a little flavor of what I've been doing the past week or so. And thanks again for making this your first listen. Why not make your second listen Locked On Royals with Ryland Styles? Because I'm telling you, he covers my KC Royals better than anybody. And also just covering the lockout really nicely, too. A recent 
prospect special talking about Bobby Witt Jr. He's got it all for you wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.